Hello and welcome to Rising Up Early. I am your host, Babette Bika. I am pleased to come on episode 15 with a new three-part series on the authority of the believer. God has already done everything that needed to be done. Jesus declares it is finished. Are you ready? Let's go. Talking about authority, we want to pray today from a position of authority. So this week, I just want to give you verses of authority in every uh, way, shape, and form. Amen. And so that we will no longer walk in defeat and no longer walk scared, no longer walk fearful. One of the things that repeats for in the word more than any other thing is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid. So we want to praise God today. Today we're going to go to an all-time favorite. Luke, Luke 10 in verse 19. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this one goes together with Matthew 28. I'm going to read. I'm going to start with uh, actually. So this, this is one of our favorites of all time. You know, everybody, everybody loves Luke, Luke 10, 19. But you gotta, you got to use it, beloved. So today I'm going to talk about, I'm not talking about just knowing the verse, but walking in in the authority that we have received. The children of God and the people of God perish by lack of knowledge. When we have knowledge, knowledge becomes power if you're using what you know. If you don't use it, it's the same as not knowing it. That's why the James says, the Bible says in James, that faith without works is actually dead. So even if you know the thing, if you don't walk in it, it's just the same as if you didn't know it. It, it won't produce anything. Amen? It's like last time I was talking about the bazooka. If you have a weapon, it's powerful, and it's very strong, and you sit it down like in a museum, and you clean it out, you make it shiny, and never actually use it for its purpose. It's just the same as if you didn't have it. Amen. Glory to God. So we want to take the verses, but we want to be able to use them. Amen. We want to be able to use the authority. So first I'm going to read in Matthew 28 and verse 18. The Bible says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is Jesus. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Amen. This is part of his last speeches. And then he spoke to the disciples in Luke chapter 10 after he sent them. When they discovered that something was happening when they cast out demons. And Jesus confirms. Luke 10 verse 19. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I want you to highlight that word all because all means everything included and nothing excluded. That's how a man of God put it. And we love it. We love it. It makes it clear in our mind. All, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. God put it there so you don't get afraid. Amen. Don't get afraid. Nothing can by any means harm you. So listen to this. The Bible, Jesus is saying that all authority was given to him. All authority above every other authority is the authority of Jesus Christ. It's just like when you're in a country and you're a cop, you have all the authority of the government is on your shoulders. If you tell someone to stop, they stop. 
Amen. Because they have authority. It's called delegated authority. Our authority is not of our own. Our authority is because we are ambassadors, like Sister Maduka mentioned to us again yesterday. We are ambassadors. That means that we are representative of a kingdom. And so all the government, all the power, and all the authority of that kingdom is on our shoulders. So our kingdom has one specific enemy kingdom, which is the kingdom of the devil. And so the kingdom of darkness, and the Bible says, we have been given authority. So Jesus, who holds, who is the king in our kingdom, holding all the authority of that kingdom, which he tells us in Matthew 28, he says to us, behold, behold means look. He says, see, here's the evidence. I have given to you the authority. Which authority? To trample. You remember God spoke to uh, to the serpent in Genesis 3.16. You see, Genesis 3.16, John 3.16, Revelation 3.16. Go, go look them up. So he spoke to her, to, to her saying that the posterity of the woman will crush your head. So this is it right here. We are in Christ crushing the power of the enemy. And all of it, all of it. So I want us to... to to look clearly at the all because unfortunately many times Christians they keep um, all authority they leave certain things out they say well but what if this what is my mother had the same problem what if my father had the same problem what if uh, my grand great grandfather had the same problem that means I have the same problem See, we go through a lot of what ifs. So that part is that ignorant part where we don't realize that the authority has been given to us over all the power of the enemy. All of it. It doesn't matter what the enemy will use against you. He can use other people. He can use words. He can use uh, uh, circumstances. He can use disease. He can use uh, witchcraft. He can use, I don't know, you know, bewitching. He can use uh, lies to you. He can use false prophets. He can use anything the devil can use. The Bible says all. It means whatever the devil comes with. How do you know something comes from the devil? John 10, 10 teaches us clearly that the enemy comes to do what? To kill, to steal, to destroy. So if what you are experiencing is going to bring destruction. You know it's from the devil. If it's going to kill anything, it's going to be from the devil. If it's going to uh, steal anything, it's going to be from the devil. That's it. That's the role of the devil. And you can recognize him always. You can always recognize something that is destructive. You can always recognize something that steals away your joy, your peace, your faith, that comes threatening your, your well-being. That's a steal, right? That's the devil. It's never God. God is not a thief. Amen. Something that comes to kill. It comes to kill. It comes to kill you. You know, when God told Adam, he said, if you do this, you will die. Adam didn't die physically, but he died because he lost connection to God. That's death. That's what the Bible calls also death. Okay? And that's why if you read in, in um, Ephesians and in all the letters, 
of Paul, you will see that it says you were dead in your trespasses. So uh, when we are sinners, we are in a state of death. In a state of death. So when you read Ezekiel 37 next time and you see a lot of dead bones, think about people who are walking and living in sin. They are dead. We meet dead people every day and we can call them to life. Hallelujah. So we have authority. So how do we exercise the authority? Because the problem is, the point is not to know that you have the authority. The problem is to use the authority. I have two illustrations I can share with you. Uh, the way I've meditated on these in years. One is if you are a cop and you're standing at the stop sign and people see the cop, they have a tendency to make sure they stop because they see that there is a cop there. Okay, and the cop has the power to arrest them. But what happens is somebody, you are, you are driving behind someone else. There's a cop there at the, at the, get to the, red, the red light and the person in front of you passes the red light and the cop doesn't react. What's going to happen is next time you see a cop at a red light, you're probably going to have a tendency to pass the light too. Because the cop is there. He does have the authority. But if he lets you through that red light or that stop sign or whatever, that means he's not exercising his authority. It doesn't remove the authority from him. It's just like you and me. If the devil comes in our lives with things and, and sends things our way, we have fiery doubts coming our ways, but we don't react to them the way we should. Or we just, uh, you know, we don't react to them the way we should. What happens? Our authority is not gone. It's just that we haven't used it. We have allowed things. Amen. We have allowed things. So we haven't used the authority. I said I can talk to you a little bit about Ephesians chapter 6. You see, Ephesians 6, uh, from 11 to 17, tells us about the, the armor. In the armor, you will notice that the entire armor actually refers to the word of God. But all the armor is what? It's weapons. They're calling them weapons, but they are actually active behavior. Truth. You got to walk in truth. Righteousness. You have to walk in righteousness. Righteousness is a, is a lifestyle. It's a way to do things. It's not just a way you say things. It's not confessing that I am righteous, but it's walking in righteousness. You understand the difference? That's like a cop standing at the red light and not following people who pass the red light. You have the authority, but if you don't exercise it, your authority is in vain. You suffer the consequence of evildoers because you are not using the authority that you have. So the, the weapons, they give you uh, the gospel of peace shot into your feet. What are you doing with it? The gospel must be preached. They give you the shield of faith, but let's say you have the shield, you sit it down. When the devil comes to you, which we talked about yesterday, you have to respond with the word. Faith is in the word. Amen. If you don't respond with faith, you have the authority, you're just not using it. So just because you're not, you're not seeing the effect of the authority in your life, it's not because you don't have it, it's because you're not using it. The second illustration I want to keep with you and give you so to help you understand the difference between having the authority and walking in authority is, is different. We have the authority because Jesus did give us the authority. Okay, but we have to use it. So the first example was the cup. And, and these examples, these illustrations, I give them to help us understand and know how to walk. Amen. 
for the, the, the cop to use his authority, he has to follow the trespasser and say something and do something about it. So the second illustration is a beautiful one that the Lord gave me while I was working with a sister. And he said, so this is the example. If you are sitting in one room, I think I've shared this several times before, it's a very powerful illustration of authority. If you're sitting in a room and you have children in another room and they're just making a mess, they're throwing everything down, they're breaking your vessels, they're, they're doing a lot of bad things there, and you sit in this room and you start crying, what's going to happen? Do you think the children are going to stop making the mess? Probably not. They're going to look at you, they're going to wonder why you're crying, and they're going to move on to do what they want to do. If you sit there and you're saying, come on, please, come on, oh, you guys are doing this again. You start complaining, you start complaining. You think that's gonna stop them from doing what they're doing. No, the mess is gonna continue. You are the parent, you have the authority by being the parent. But if you sit and start crying or you, you go around, call your friend and start complaining, you are not exercising the authority. And so what happens? Nothing, you suffer consequences. So what does this mean? It means when the enemy comes against you, like water, he comes against you, like fire, he comes against you with all kinds of difficulties. He comes against you with all sorts of bad thoughts, all sorts of attack. He cannot remove your authority. But if you don't use your authority, it's like letting the kids work in the room. Don't go start complaining. Don't go start talking to everybody about it and complaining about how things are not working out. That's not exercising the authority. The authority, you have it, but you have to use it. Amen. So the same way, if you don't tell the kids, hey, stop that, get off that chair, they're not going to get off the chair. Amen. But when you're going to say that, you exercise authority and you will see the effect of your authority. Hallelujah. They will stop. It's just like if, if someone goes through the red light and the cop follows them, hey, they have to stop. Hallelujah. But if the cop doesn't come, guess what? They go on. They're not going to come back and ask the cop, hey, why didn't you arrest me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So the authority is in your hands. So the, the Lord is not going to come now and do the authority for you. Now, this is where I'm going to leave you with this. The Lord is not going to stop and stop the devil for you. Not anymore. He did it when he was here physically. And right now he's praying for you. But what he's done, he has given you and I all the authority. The authority over all the power of the enemy. Careful. We don't have authority over people. We have authority over the work of the enemy. Okay, I want to be clear about this. So we have authority. Authority needs to be exercised. How do we exercise authority? We speak. The Bible says we cast out demons. We cast them out. You have to rebuke the devil. You have to resist him. You resist with words. You have to rebuke him. You have to say, get out of my life. You, ideas of divorce, I cast you away from my mind. You, ideas of, of uh, you know, or you grudge against my sister or against my brother or against my colleague or whatever. I refuse you out of my heart. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. You don't belong here. I'm a child of God. I command you to go today. Hallelujah. That's exercising authority. So your authority doesn't go away because God already gave it to you. But you have to use it. You have to use it. You have to say something. If you don't, nothing's going to happen. If you, what you're saying is just complaints, 
nothing's going to happen. If what you're saying is crying only, nothing's going to happen. Crying doesn't change things. Devil is not afraid of your cries. You have to take authority against him. Amen. You have that authority. So that's for today. We're going to pray in faith that we have authority against all the power of the enemy, the devil, who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy in our lives. We have authority to stop his work. We have authority to crush his work. We have authority Amen. to trample over everything that he sends our way. Amen. Amen. And when we exercise our authority, we will see it just the same way the disciples came and reported to Jesus in Luke chapter 10. They say, Lord, the demons were submitted to us. Yes, they are. Amen. Yes, they are. They are subject. They are submitted to you if you use the authority. God bless you. We want to pray. We want to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you were pumped. I mean, hearing this again, you know, it makes me <laughs> come to a place where I realize that so many times, so many times, we do not exert, uh, exercise our authority. I want to pray. Uh, that the Lord will uh, ignite this fire inside of us uh, that doesn't leave us alone. That every time we see destruction, we see killing, we see stealing, that we remember that we do have an enemy, but uh, we don't have to fear. We have authority over all of his works and nothing can harm us in return. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord God, for everything you have done for us. Thank you, Father, because Jesus came. You gave him all authority. And in turn, he gave us the authority against all the power of the enemy. Father, I thank you today. I want to pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast today, this marvelous revelation of what you have done for us father i pray for the fire of the holy spirit to touch and ignite the courage and the boldness to cast out demons to speak against any circumstance that brings destruction to our lives to stand against any work of the enemy when we recognize it in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you that all who believe in you walk in the victory that you have acquired for us on the cross. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. If you can send us comments, send us your feedback. Tell us how the Lord um, is using this for you. That's a blessing um, for all of us. And that's encouraging for all of us. We believe in miracles. We believe that you can hang on to Jesus and live a glorious life with him. May God bless you. You can find us on our website www.jfaministry.org or you can come and meet us um, on Instagram on Facebook 
and on Twitter as JFA Ministry. We have prayer meetings which we would love uh, to have you with us to pray and intercede together, either for yourself or for your loved ones or for your friends. Um, every day at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. So you can come and join us for prayer. We also pray over the phone every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Aha, that's for the valiant ones, the warriors. So get the information from our website and we can't wait to hear from you. God bless you.